Hello everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff is joined by Justin Ford, where he is sharing his powerful life story and the five keys to breaking through adversity and creating your best life. Now, let's hear from Jeff and Justin. I know, we never use the microphone. I know, sorry. We never use the microphone because I wanted to get through it fast because we got to get to our keynote. Because what happens is I give someone a microphone, we're talking forever. Okay, so this is the first time this particular individual um, has graced our stage in a keynote format. And sorry, Justin, I littered up the stage here, so let me kick these in the back for you. And if you have yet to hear his story, uh, it's a powerful one. It's, it's a story of overcoming literally anything in life. And so, you know, you think you're scared of that for sale by owner that I was talking to the other day. Wait until you hear what this guy had to go through. Uh, And by the way, you'll figure out real quickly why he's not afraid to call a for sale by owner. And of course, that's why he's our prospecting boot camp coach. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming to the stage, Mr. Justin Ford. Well, my name is Justin Ford, and it is a complete honor and privilege to be on this stage today. Thank you so much, Jeff and Kate and Taylor, for giving me the opportunity. Now, you guys might be wondering, why in the world is there a jail cell with a toilet in it? We'll get to that in a moment, okay? But before we get there, um, you know, I have had the privilege and the honor to be in the real estate industry just like you for the last, I've been in the business for 17 years, started in the industry on the mortgage side. Sorry, I'm a little fired up and excited, so give me a minute for my heart rate to go down. Uh, (laughs) But um, so I started in mortgages back when I was 22. I'll be 40 this year. Still haven't learned how to grow a beard yet, seriously. (laughs) For some reason, I don't think it's ever going to come. They always say, well, when when you turn 24, when you turn 30, nope, still not here. Got into the mortgage business and went through the, the struggle of the mortgage business, right? How many of you guys were in the business back in 2008? Raise your hand. Okay, so if you were in the business back in 2008, you know that it was tough times, right? And so I'll get more into that in a moment. But then after that downturn happened, then I ended up getting into short sales and loan modifications. That only lasted a few years. And then after that, I said, you know what? I'm going to become a real estate agent because I was already working with real estate agents. I was already within the industry. And after tasting commission sales, I never wanted to go back and be an employee because I was never a good employee. Matter of fact, I was fired from every job I ever worked, and Taco Bell hired me and fired me four different times. <laughs> so I quickly figured out at a young age I was not meant to work a nine to five. Nothing against nine to fives. But when I learned what was possible with commission sales, I said, you know what, this is my lane. So back in 2013, I ended up joining Jeff's team, uh, joined his team as a brand new agent, and learned his system, right? Had the privilege and the opportunity for three years to learn everything you guys are learning here today, over three days, but learning it every day. And, you know, when I joined Jeff's team, I didn't know what to expect. I thought, you know, being a real estate agent meant, you know, uh, you you go out, you make a lot of money, you know, you sell a lot of houses, and little did I know that Jeff's team did things completely different. Uh, The way that Jeff and his uh, team did things was everybody had to start as a, a ISA, right? Everybody had to start on the phones. And what I meant by that was, is like for 90 days, before you could meet with the seller, before you could meet with the buyer, before you could take a listing, you had to master the phones. And Jeff told me, he said, if you master the phones, then you'll be a great agent. So I said, so what I hear you saying is you're hiring me to be a telemarketer. Because that's what I thought he was hiring me to be. He's like, no, these are the sales skills necessary to be a great real estate agent. And here's what Jeff told me. He said, Justin, if you'll trust me, he says, you'll do great in this business. He said, you'll, be, you'll do great in this business. And so, um, but before I get into all of that, um, I want to share my story with you, okay? I joined Jeff's team, and, uh, you know, I was, I was very determined. And I was very determined because I had been through some things in life that were very, very difficult, okay? Uh, can we put the slides on the, the stage or uh, the screen real quick, okay? You know, 
because I have gone through a ton of stuff, how many of you guys have been through some things? Raise your hand, okay? We've all been through some things. And so, you know, I have a saying that it's, it's not how you start. What matters is how you finish. And I want to accomplish three things today. I want to accomplish three things today. Number one, okay, is I pray that when this session is done, that my story inspires you and gives you hope that you can accomplish your goals and live your unreal life. Despite what you're going through, despite what you've been through, despite where you are at this moment, that you can 100% accomplish your goals and you 100% can live an unreal life. How many of you guys want to do that? Raise your hand. Awesome, awesome, okay? Number two, I want to give you five keys, five keys to help you break free and break through from anything that's currently holding you back from creating the success that you want to create and live the life that you truly desire to live. And then number three, with my story, I want to show you that it's really not how you start. What matters is how you finish, okay? See, I didn't, I didn't you know, grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't grow up in a successful home. Matter of fact, my parents divorced when I was two years old. Um, you know, grew up, you know, I'd say an average kid if there is such a thing as average, right? My, my dad struggled with alcohol. You know, my, my mom was remarried and stuff a few different times. And so I, I feel like I grew up in a, a decent home, but I had some struggles growing up. Uh, but, but when I became a teenager, and I was actually a pretty decent kid, I was an honor roll student, played high school football. And my grandfather told me, he said, he said, son, if you go to college, and he said, if you stay out of trouble, he says, I will give you my law firm. I'll give you my law firm. I said, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal because everybody used to tell me, Justin, you're either going to be an attorney or you're going to be a salesperson because all you do is ask questions, right? I used to just annoy everybody around me, okay? And so, so I ended up, uh, you know, being a teenager like we've all been and really experiencing a lot of peer pressure. And I started making a lot of bad decisions. And I went from being an honor roll student focused on going to college focused on creating something special for my life to completely getting off track, okay? Can you put the slides back up for me? So I'm going to share my story with you. And I'm going to share with you what this, this jail cell means and what that toilet means. Those are mug shots. Between the ages of 17 and 19, I acquired eight misdemeanors and a felony. Sold drugs to an undercover cop, overdosed and almost died, and got beat up by the police. You can see that right there. That, 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 that's a shot of my eye completely split open. My life was going down the drain. And my life had gotten completely out of control that I didn't know how to control it. You know, I, I started smoking weed and hanging out and, you know, doing the things that I was doing because I wanted to be cool. I, I, I you know, I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be accepted because my parents divorced when I was two. So I grew up missing certain things that I didn't know I was missing, right? I was missing a dad in my life to teach me what I needed to, to be taught. I was missing love and appreciation and just certain things that parents are supposed to give to their children. And so when I got old enough, I went out and looked for attention. I went out and chased girls. I went out and began to make decisions. And little did I know that that little bit of, uh, you know, peer pressure would ultimately lead me down a path of almost losing my life. Got into a drunk driving accident almost lost my life, overdosed literally, and almost lost my life. And you would think, you would think after any one of those things happening that you would want to change. The problem is, is I didn't know how to change. I didn't know how to change. I wanted to change. I just didn't know how to change. And I would have to say that the lowest, the lowest part of my life, the lowest part of my life, I was up over 24 hours straight, cocaine, alcohol, and this was all between the ages of 17 and 19, right? This was, I wasn't even old enough yet to consume any alcohol, but I was already an alcoholic. Between the ages of 17 and 19, all of this occurred, and I remember this one night, I was partying all night, it was the next morning, 7.30 a.m., I'm riding around in a car, got into an argument with the people, an altercation with the people in the car, and they literally kicked me out of the car in the morning in a city that I wasn't from. And I was drunk and I was high, and I really don't remember it. And, and the cops showed up and they arrested me, and they took me to jail. And that was already a regular reoccurrence, so it wasn't anything new, unfortunately. But when I, when I got to jail, 
I was so high and so drunk that I was so dehydrated that I thought I was going to die. I really thought I was going to die. And as I'm, as I'm in this jail cell, how many of you guys remember when you were, you know, kids in school or even now, like those little juice cups with the tin foil you could either pull back or stick a straw through? They gave me one of those, but they wouldn't give me anything else to drink. I was hitting the buzzer. I'm like, I need some water. They're like, no, we're not giving you any water. Because I was just some young punk kid, right? That's how they looked at me. And so as I'm in the jail cell, I was so dehydrated, I was so drunk, I was so high that I thought I was gonna die. I literally took that cup and I dipped it in the toilet, in the jail, to drink water so that I could live because I thought I was dying. I thought I was dying. And my life had gotten that low. And I, and I remember like looking at how, how did this happen? But that wasn't it. You know, I got out, went right back to the same lifestyle. And not too long after, I'm just like, I felt like I was in chains. I felt like I was so stuck. I felt like I couldn't break free. And I got into a drunk driving accident. I crashed my mom's car. I blew a .21, which was three times the legal limit here in Michigan. Crashed it into the wall on the freeway going, I don't even know how fast I was going because I don't even remember it. I fell asleep at the wheel. And they took me to jail. I was on probation in four cities. One was a felony because I sold drugs to an undercover cop. And I remember being in that jail cell. I already had a drunk driving on my record. And I was on a restricted driver's license. And I knew that I was in trouble. And I was in that jail for two days. I was so drunk that the guys told me that they could still smell alcohol on me two days later. And I remember just having that period of time I'm like, if I don't change, I'm going to die. Matter of fact, my mom used to say that she was waiting for the coroner to call her to come identify my body. And so in that jail cell, I prayed. And I said, God, if you'll give me a second chance, I'll change. If you will let me out of this jail, I will change my life. And I was so serious about it. I went before the judge. This guy could have thrown the books at me, honestly, because he looked at my record. He let me out. Didn't have to pay a bond or a bail. They let me out. And I lived up to my end of the bargain. I hopped on a city bus and took it to this faith-based homeless shelter in Pontiac, Michigan as a 19-year-old. And I said, God, you're giving me a second chance. Obviously, it's for a reason. I'm going to live my life for you. Checked myself into this homeless shelter willingly. Nobody made me go. And over the course of the next five to six months, my life was completely changed. Became a Christian. It changed my life. And in that homeless shelter, God began to speak to me and show me the life that I'm living today. And, and if you guys could put my slides back up, I want to share with you, okay? I want to share with you that we've all been through things. And everybody in this room wants to live an unreal life. Everybody in this room wants to be successful. Everybody in this room wants to live your best life. That's why you're here. That's why you made the investment to come to this conference. That's why you chose to be here at this, at this retreat, right? But a lot of times there's things that are holding us back. If we went around this room, maybe, maybe your story, right? Maybe your story isn't in the jailhouse toilet, okay? Maybe, maybe you weren't arrested. Maybe you didn't you know, do the things that I did. But there's something that's holding you back today from really living the life that you want to live, from really going all in. We all have things that we struggle with. We all have things that are holding us back, okay? And so for the last 20 years, right, I've said, you know what? Not only am I going to be successful, but I'm going to share my story, because I want to help people. I want to inspire people. I want people, when they see my life, to say, you know what? It's not how you start. What matters is how you finish. And honestly, with God, all things are possible. I'm telling you right now. Because although this was a very, very difficult time in my life, right? Although you see, that was difficult. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I didn't go through those things, I wouldn't be standing on this stage right now. Right? And so I want to encourage you today, and I'm going to give you five key principles 
to break free and break through because I just wrote a book called Unleashed. And Jeff, if you don't mind, he said I could plug it real quick, right? I wrote this book called Unleashed, Seven Key Principles to Breaking Free and Breaking Through. I'm giving you five. And Jeff told me that at the end of this, later on in the day, if you want to go in the swag shop, my book will be available for sale. But when, some, when, 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 my, when the person I was meeting with challenged me, they're like, you know, how did you become successful in your life? How did you go from literally drinking out of a toilet to being a top real estate agent? I sell 100 plus homes a year myself. I sell 30 million in volume myself. I'm an author. I have a podcast. You know, my wife and I, Joy, we're going on 17 years married. We have four kids. We're grandparents. You can call me Grandpa Justin, honestly. We have a, so when I was, when I was 17, I got this girl pregnant, had, had her when I was 18. And right when I changed my life, you know, her mom's life went down the tubes. And I ended up getting full custody of my daughter when she was four. Met my wife. She had a son. So we've got, we got married and we had two together. So our oldest daughter is going to be 22. She got married last year and has a, a son. So I'm a grandpa. I think I'm the world's youngest grandpa, honestly, seriously. I don't fit the profile of a grandpa. And I've always been trying to figure out a cool grandpa name. So if you got some suggestions, let me know after, okay? We have a 19-year-old. We have a 16-year-old. And we have a 9-year-old, okay? God has blessed my life so much. I'm a coach here at Glover U. You know, I was with Jeff. I sold 100 homes my first year in the business back in 2014 when I worked for Jeff. You know, started my own brokerage, doing great things right now. And, and, and everything is amazing. Honestly, I have no complaints whatsoever. I still struggle. I still go through things. We all do. But I've been asked, Justin, how did you go? How did you go from this, this to where you are today? And so what I want to do is I want to give you five principles, five key principles to breaking free and breaking through. Because, you know, I know a lot of successful people. I've had the chance to create success over the last 20 years. And here's the amazing thing about success is anybody can be successful. There's no secrets to success. There's no secret sauce. Success is a process. And success is, is, is available for those that want it. All you have to do is just follow it, okay? So I want to give you guys five key principles to breaking free and breaking through from, from anything that you're struggling with right now, okay? How many of you guys are ready to go to the next level? Raise your hand, right? Awesome, okay? Here we go. What is, the, what, is the, what is the primary function of a key, okay? Okay, what is the primary function of a key, okay? So we're in real estate, and we help people get keys, right? What does it say, right? The primary function of a key Keys are symbols of opening and closing. Locks and keys affect our lives in various ways. Sometimes a key means the difference between freedom and incarceration or life and death, right? And so when we think about keys, keys unlock things, right? Keys unlock things. And so I've got some props in here. Jeff didn't know I was bringing props. I did it all surprised. Literally, we put this thing together last night. I almost cut my finger off with a razor blade. We were literally working on this thing. I don't, I mean, somebody gave us a toilet, okay? We literally went to, to home, uh, Lowe's and really just put this whole thing together because we couldn't find one. So give it up for my team for helping me do this, honestly. Because, because literally two minutes before I went on stage, they just finished. Like we were trying to put this thing together, okay? And so um, keys unlock things. Keys unlock things. And so maybe you're, you know, maybe you're not again. Maybe, maybe my story, you're like, oh my gosh, that's extreme. I don't struggle with those things, okay? Because it is pretty extreme, right? How many people do you know that ever drank out of a toilet besides a kid, right? Kids get in the toilet and they do the weirdest stuff, okay? So maybe, maybe you're not in a physical prison, okay? But maybe you have some things that are holding you back, that need to be unlocked. See, when I came out of that homeless shelter, became a Christian and began to turn my life around, although I was free from this, I still had a lot of work I had to do up here. A lot, a whole lot. Because see, we all go through things in life. Some of us were abused when we were kids. Some of us were taken advantage of. Some of us were abandoned by our parents. Some of us, you know, had, had some crazy things happen to us. We were bullied. We were picked on. We were made fun of. Some of us have been really, really hurt. And most people never deal with that. And we carry that into our adult life. And we just try to show up and act like we got it all together. 
We're trying to be a great real estate agent, trying to be successful, trying to do all these things, and yet on the inside, or even up here, we're in here. And most people don't really know the struggles that we're going through. And yet we show up, and we're trying to make it happen, and you know, we come to conferences, we sign up for programs, and we really, really want it. But we're stuck. See, we need specific keys to unlock things in order to set us free from the things that are holding us back. Because the only thing that can unlock a jail cell is a key. It's the only thing that can unlock a jail cell is a key. The only thing that can unlock a house is a key. Even if it's a door pad, it's still a key, right? There's still a lock involved. A key is a primary function of opening and closing. It affects our lives in various ways. And so maybe, again, you can't relate to my story, but maybe, maybe you're in prison to self-doubt. And maybe self-doubt is, is holding you back from living your, your unreal life, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it's anger. Maybe you struggle with anger because of the things that have happened to you in your life. Maybe you just have all this anger and all this stuff on the inside of you, and you just don't know how to be free. You need a key. Maybe you've gone through divorce. Maybe you've gone through an ugly divorce, because divorces usually ain't pretty. My mom's been married four times. I've been through multiple divorces with my parents. Divorce hurts, especially if it happened when you were a kid. But maybe you're going through divorce right now. Maybe you're having a really hard time in your marriage right now, and maybe this is holding you back. Maybe you struggle with jealousy. Maybe you struggle with jealousy. Maybe you see the people around you and they're successful and maybe you're not where you want to be and you're jealous. Maybe you struggle with bitterness. Maybe you're bitter. Or, or, or maybe unforgiveness. Maybe you're carrying things on the inside of you from things that have happened to you or what people have done to you. Or maybe you've done some things in your life that you haven't been able to forgive yourself of. And these things are holding you back. Maybe you struggle with low self-esteem. Maybe you're like, you know what, I don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes to win. I don't have what it takes to really live an unreal life. And you know what, that sounds amazing, but I don't think it's possible for me. Maybe you have an addiction problem. Maybe you're stuck struggling with something. Maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's gambling, maybe it's pornography, maybe it's something that you're just so stuck that this thing is holding you back from living an unreal life. Maybe there's shame. Maybe there's shame. You're so ashamed of what you've done. Maybe it's rejection. You've been rejected so much, much at the thought of doing what Jeff did on the stage the other day, it makes you, like, scared. Because the thought of being rejected, because you've been rejected so much in your life, you're like, absolutely no way. And lastly, this is a big one, fear. Fear, right? A lot of us struggle with fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of even success, or fear of going to the next level. These things are real, right? These things are, are really, really real. So what do we need? We need a key. And no matter, depending on what you're struggling with, the key is going to be different, right? The key is going to be different depending on where you struggle in life right now. But if you're stuck, the only way you can get free is there has to be some type of key that unlocks where you are, okay? The only way I went from here to here is I've had to have a whole lot of keys unlock where I am in life. And so I want to share those with you. So if you could put my screens back, or my uh, slides back up. And so key number one, okay, and I definitely highly recommend taking notes, okay, because this stuff is, so when someone asked me when I was writing my book, Justin, how, how, did, you, how did you break free? I said, you know what, I'm going to write this book and I'm going to share seven key principles 
that I applied to my life that helped me go from where I was to where I am today. And again, I'm going to give you five of those. Number one is discovering your purpose. Now, we've all heard that, right? And, and some things we just throw around and it becomes cliche and we don't really think about it. But what is discovering your purpose? Discovering your purpose is the most significant thing that you will do in your life. And you, your loved ones, and the world will be better off because you went on this journey. That's from Martin Kipp. Some of us are just going through life, kind of going through the motions, and we don't really know what our purpose is, right? Because our occupation is real estate. Okay? Our occupation is real estate. We, we buy and sell homes. We help people. And, and for a long time, I struggled with being a real estate agent and feeling like my purpose wasn't attached to it, right? Because I've been speaking as a motivational speaker, sharing my story since I was 19 years old, going in and out of schools, talking to teenagers. You know, I've, I've, I've shared my story, and I've always known that my purpose was attached to my story. As a matter of fact, Jeff would attest to it. There were many a times that I would walk into his office. Now, I'm crushing it. Top agent in the office, selling the most homes, taking a ton of listings, and I'm, like, discouraged. He's like, dude, you're doing great. What's wrong? And I couldn't figure out how what I thought I was called to do in real estate really fit together. And matter of fact, about four and a half years ago, I almost quit real estate. I was ready to throw in the towel and, and quit because I just was going through the motions. I was bored. I, I didn't really find purpose in it because money doesn't motivate me, just like I'm sure money doesn't motivate you. And one of the things Matt talked about on the stage with the Live Unreal Formula is like money only motivates you until you have it, Right? And so money has never motivated me. I like what money can do because money can create experiences for you and your family. It can, you know, create a nice lifestyle for you. But I wasn't motivated by money. And I remember Jeff encouraging me, right, during that time. And it really caused me to go a little bit deeper. And so after I left Jeff's and I was doing my own thing, I go to my wife and I'm like, I'm quitting real estate. And she literally said, Justin, you can't quit real estate. God told me to tell you that you're called to this industry to give people hope to let people know what is possible and to share your story and show people that if you can overcome what you've overcome and be successful, they can too. And she said, this is how you'll know it'll be easy. And my business just took off. And be, doors began to open for me. I became a coach here at Glover U. I started you know, a prayer call within the real estate industry, my podcast, building relationships. And I realized, oh my gosh, my purpose lines up directly with me being in real estate. And the thing about your purpose is it's, it's the thing that you are created for. Nobody in this room was created by accident, by the way. I don't care if you were an oops baby. I don't care how you were conceived. Your life matters. And you have a very specific purpose that only you can fulfill. See, as it says right on the screen, we were all created for a purpose, right? And some of us may not even know what that purpose is, but throw that back up on the screen for me. It's our job to discover it. And when I discovered my purpose, when I discovered my purpose, it changed everything. As a matter of fact, I was living in this homeless shelter, and I talk about this in my book, and I was literally sleeping in a dorm room of about 50 to 100 stinky guys. They weren't just guys, they were pretty stinky. And I was a 19-year-old young kid, and my life was changing. And as I said, God started to show me my life, that you know what, you're going to be successful. You're going to be a speaker. You're going to write a book. You're going to motivate people. You're going to, you're going to do all of these great things. And, and, and when I really began to discover that God had a purpose for my life, it changed everything. Because I realized that my life wasn't an accident. That there was really truly a purpose behind my life. And I want you to write this down. Maybe you're not sure of what your purpose is. But let me tell you, there's two things that will determine or give you an idea of what your purpose is. Number one your purpose will help make the world a better place, okay? And number two, your purpose will be helping people in some way. That's how you'll know. Like, your purpose will be attached to making this world a better place or helping people, period, flat out, no ifs, ands, or buts, okay? We have to discover our purpose. That's a key, right? And guess what happens? When we really discover what our purpose is, guess what happens? Like, this thing ain't opening with the key. I already tried it. Okay? It's not opening with the key, but guess what the right key does? It opens it. 
And so maybe discovering what your purpose is and realizing that your life is not about you, it's about helping other people, it's about making a difference in the lives around you, maybe, maybe your, your clients, maybe your, your team, maybe your office, maybe your community, maybe you're going to be on this stage one day sharing your story, because here's the thing, everybody has a story. All of us in this room have some type of story. Most people are ashamed of it and want nobody to know about it because we're so worried about what other people think that if we share our story, we're too worried about how people are going to judge us. Well, what if we got to a point where we didn't care what other people thought? And what if we got to a point where we realized that somebody needs to hear our story? Because right there, I went through this so I could be on this stage right now sharing my story with you. So if there's only one person in this room that gets hope, if there's one person in this room that realizes, oh my gosh, if it can happen for Justin, it can happen for me, then guess what? Everything that I went through, including drinking out of that toilet, was worth it. Right? 100%. But what could I have done? Oh my gosh, I'm ashamed. I don't want anybody to ever know that I drink out of a toilet. And I don't know about you guys, I don't think it gets really lower than that, Okay? But this has inspired people and it's helped people. We have to discover our purpose. So what's holding you back from living your unreal life? Again, maybe it's unforgiveness and bitterness. It's, you know, maybe it's all of those things that I talked about earlier. Whatever it is, right, you have to discover what is holding me back. And what you'll find is what's holding you back has probably been holding you back for a long time. And I don't know about you, but tomorrow's not promised. And, and, and rather than living stuck locked up in our mind, maybe never going forward where we really want to go. It's time to get free. Number two, this was a big one. I carried so much bitterness and unforgiveness in my heart towards my mom, towards my dad. My dad was abusive, right? My mom got a divorce multiple times. You know, I was bullied as a kid. You know, um, I, I got into a relationship with that girl where I had my daughter with. She was physically and mentally abusive. Even after I turned my life around and they began on this path, I had so much bitterness and unforgiveness on the inside. And I realized that I had to forgive people. The action or process of forgiving or being forgiven, it's a conscious, deliberate decision to what? Release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward yourself, another person or group that has harmed you regardless of whether they deserve your forgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offenses. There are people in this room right now who, are, who have been carrying bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart for years. And some of the people that you're carrying bitterness and unforgiveness towards are no longer alive. And it's been holding you hostage John Hopkins actually came out with a, a statistic, and, and, and here's what it says. Whether it's a simple spat with your spouse or long-held resentment towards a family member or friend, unresolved conflict can go deeper than you may realize. It may be affecting your physical health. The good news, studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health, lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels in sleep, reducing pain, blood pressure, and levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. And research points to an increase in the forgiveness health connection as you age. There is an enormous physical burden to being hurt and disappointed, right? Chronic anger puts you into a fight-or-flight mode, which results in numerous changes in heart rate, blood pressure, and immune response. Those changes then increase the risk of depression, heart disease, and diabetes, among other things, or among other conditions. Watch this. Forgiveness, however, calms stress, calms stress levels, leading to improved health. Guys, this industry is already stressful enough because of how busy it is and how it goes. The last thing we need is increased risk of health problems. And it's tied to, when we carry bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart, it holds us back. Right? And what, what does Catherine Ponder said? When you hold resentment towards another, you are bound to that person or conditioned by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and be free. The thing about unforgiveness and bitterness is usually the person that you're holding it against has no clue. When I went to my dad when I was in my early 20s, and I mean, I let out on him. I gave it to him. And you know what he said? Son, I'm sorry. I never knew you felt that way. But for the longest time, I carried that inside of me. 
And guess what it did? It, it, it held me back. And so unforgiveness and bitterness keeps us bound. And if you go back to that quote on the screen, what does it say? Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free. And so what is forgiveness? It's a key. How many of you guys need to be free from bitterness and unforgiveness today? Because, guys, these things are a direct relation to what's holding us back from living an unreal life. I promise you right now. These things that we hold inside and struggle with are keeping us from advancing forward. And the problem is, is when we're adults, a lot of this stuff just gets crammed into our subconscious mind and we don't even know where it's at. Things that happened to us when we were a kid. Oh, that happened when I was a kid. Well, guess what? If it was unresolved, it could still definitely be holding you hostage. So my encouragement to those that are here, no matter how hard it is, go forgive the people that hurt you or harmed you. And if the people that hurt you or harm you have deceased, release that forgiveness of your heart. Say their name out loud. So-and-so, I forgive you. It's going to be difficult. It is. Guys, being successful, you know, moving forward in life, being free is not going to be easy. But I can tell you it'll be worth it. Next key. Freedom from fear. Freedom from fear. Fear is an emotion induced by perceived danger of threat which causes psychological changes and ultimately behavioral changes such as fleeing, hiding, or freezing from perceived traumatic events. A distressing emotion aroused by impeding danger, evil, or pain. Whether the threat, now this is the crazy thing, whether the threat is real or ima imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. How many, how many of you guys know that the, the fears that we face most of the time are not even real? That's why the acronym says false evidence appearing real. But fear holds most people back. You know, when I teach my prospecting boot camp, you know, one of the first things that I ask people on day one is, you know, what are some of the limiting beliefs or excuses or things that, that have held you back from prospecting? The number one thing is fear of rejection or fear. Fear. But why do we fear it? Why do we fear a stranger telling us no? Why do we fear somebody, you know, and I always joke, right? The worst some, somebody's ever told me on the phone is, you know, go to hell, get a real job, you're the scum of the earth. Call me again and I'm going to come up to the office and kick your butt. One guy actually showed up when I was working for Jeff. He literally came up there and asked me, and one of the agents came back because my office was in the back, and he's like, dude, somebody's here asking for your name. I ran out the back and said, tell him I'm not here. <laughs> that's, as, that's, as, that's as bad as it can get, honestly. But that only happened once, okay? It doesn't happen very often. But why are we so afraid knowing that picking up the phone can lead us to opportunities that can give us the income to ultimately live the life that we want to live? Because trust me, it's not fear of the seller rejecting you, right? It's not. It's not. Something happened in your life that is causing that fear. And you might not even know what it is. Top 10 fears. Fear of flying. Fear of public speaking. Uh, let me tell you a story real quick. First time I ever spoke on stage, I was 19 years old, and I literally ran off the stage into the back room. I was so afraid. Definitely wasn't a, a, a size of crowd like this. It was only a handful of people, but I was so afraid that I literally ran off the stage, sweating profusely. And I ended up coming back out and finishing. Why? Because I knew it was a, a part of my calling. I knew it was a part of my purpose, so I had to finish, right? And now I love, the bigger the crowd, the better. I love it. How am I doing, by the way? Am I doing okay? All right, good. I've gotten better over the years, Right? Fear of heights, fear of the dark, fear of intimacy, fear of death. Now watch this, fear of failure. How many of us are afraid of success? Now that sounds like an oxymoron, right? But, but some of us are afraid of success, right? What about the fear of rejection? We've been talking about that. We have a great saying here, you know, here at Glover. You would call it a Gloverism, and it says, the more rejection I get, the more money I make. Now that doesn't even make sense if you think about it, Right? But it's true, right? The more no's I get, the closer to a yes that I am. And it's one of the things that we teach in the prospecting boot camp, that if you're willing to take a few no's, I promise you, it's going to lead to a yes. Matter of fact, because it's just a numbers game, 
You know, I always joke and say, hey, you could pick up the phone and literally not even know what to say and call someone to go, hi, my name is... And they say, sure, you can come over and list my home. Sometimes you can't say the wrong thing to the right person, okay? You really can't. Fear of rejection, fear of spiders, and fear of commitment. These are the top 10 fears. I looked them up, okay? What fears are holding you back from living your unreal life? Key number four, this is... This is, this is a game changer right here. These next two that I'm going to share with you transform my life. Key number four is understand and trust the process, okay? Understand and trust the process. What do I mean by that, okay? A process is a series of actions or events performed to make something or achieve a particular result or a series of changes that happens naturally, a proceeding or moving forward progressive course, a process. See, when I got out of the jail cell and when I got out of the homeless shelter, I'm fired up. I'm excited. You know, God told me I have a purpose for my life. I'm ready to go take on the world. And little did I know that all the things that I would have to go through to get where I am today. Okay. And, and, and most people get so discouraged with the process that they quit. Most don't understand the, pro the process and the purpose of it. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can't even fulfill your purpose without going through the process. What do I mean by that? Okay. See, when, when, when you desire to be successful, when you desire to, to fulfill your purpose, when you desire to do anything great, you need to become that person. Just because you see it in a dream or a vision or you get an idea of what you want to do in the world and you want to accomplish something great. Guys, I, when I was in that homeless shelter and I saw all of this, I was not ready 20 years ago to be where I am today. And so I had to go through a lot of hard stuff, right? Me and my wife, we got into the mortgage business. The mortgage business crashed. We were brand new and married. We literally went from six figures to no figures overnight. We lost our house to foreclosure. We went through bankruptcy. We lost both of our cars to repossession. And here in Michigan, there's a six-month redemption period. So we didn't have anywhere to go. So we literally rode to the last day until the sheriff showed up with the dumpster, dropping it in our driveway, my wife, because we didn't have money to pay for a moving company, we didn't even really know where we were going, and we had a buddy, we were going to go into this short-term rental, and we had a buddy that helped us move. My wife was under such distress that her entire body broke out in hives head to toe, and she had to go to the emergency room. I've had business failures. I've had things happen to me. I've made so many mistakes. I've gone through so many hard times, even after the jail cell, and I couldn't understand why it was so hard. Why is life so hard? Why are these things happening to me? You know, why did my father-in-law commit suicide? You know, why was my daughter molested? All of these things that have happened to us along the way. I didn't understand it. None of it made sense. But my pastor, I went to him one time and I said, man, why is it so hard? Why, why don't I feel like I can really catch a break? And here's what he said, and I want you to write this down. He said, Justin, character is not a gift. And character is not something that you can pray for. Character only happens when you go through tough times. you got to go through the process. In order to develop into the person, to fulfill your purpose, to be successful, to live an unreal life, you're going to have to go through some things. I call it process highway. If you get a copy of my book, this is what I talk about. Success is a process. Just because things are hard right now, just because you're going through things right now, doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. Doesn't mean that you're not in the right place. You're being processed. You're being prepared. The high, this highway, success high, process highway, this highway will be filled with obstacles and roadblocks and detours and storms and many unknowns. How many of you guys have gone through some of those things and maybe going through some right now? Raise your hand. How many of you guys have gone through some things, right? Watch this. These things are meant to prepare you for who you need to be to fulfill your purpose. Talk about a mindset shift. Rather than looking at what you're going through and saying, woe is me and being the Debbie Downer and always talking about what's wrong in life, what if you just counted it all joy? What if you realize that from today forward, everything that you're going through is preparing you into the person that you desire to be? maturing you, giving you experience, helping you to build your character because somebody in your future needs you. 
Somebody in your future is waiting to hear your story. Somebody in your future needs you to become who you were created to be. And guess what? It's not going to be easy. Success is hard. Living an unreal life is hard. Doing the things that you want to do in life are hard. Because if it was easy, everybody would be successful. But guess what? Being mediocre is hard. Never living and fulfilling your dreams is hard. Never becoming the person that you know that you really want to be is hard. Never becoming the mom or the dad that you want to be is hard. Never being the husband or the the wife that you desire to be is hard. Never being that giver and that world changer that you want to be is hard by never becoming that. You just have to choose your hard. Now watch this. One of them leads to a reward and the other one leads to regret. Which one do you want? I'd rather choose this hard. And I have chosen this hard. And that's why I'm on this stage today and I have the privilege and the opportunity to be able to share my story. But guess what? It has been hard and many, 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 many times I wanted to quit. But I made a decision early on and I said this, I don't have a plan B and quitting is not an option for me. I'm going to change the trajectory of my family line. I'm going to create a legacy for my kids and my grandkids. I'm going to be a world changer. I don't care if I have to go through hell and high water. I don't care if I have to go through tough times. I don't care if I have to lose my house. I don't have to care what I go through. I'm going to win no matter what. And that should be the decision that every single person in this room today decides to do. Why? Because somebody needs you. Somebody needs you to share your story. Somebody needs you to become who you were created to be. Somebody needs you to live their unreal life so that they can look at your life and say, you know what, if, 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 if it can happen for him, it can happen for me. We have to understand and trust the process. Rather than going through it with a you know, head down and all depressed and discouraged, lift your head up high and go through that process and know that it's not how you start. What matters is how you finish. See, grapes must be crushed to make wine. Diamonds form under pressure. Olives are pressed to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. Whenever you feel crushed, under pressure, pressed, or in darkness, you're in a powerful place of transformation. So if that's you and you're going through those things right now, congratulations. You're going through tough times to come out on the other side in a powerful place. Honestly, it changes everything. It changes the way how we look at those things that we're going through. And lastly, number five. This has been one of the most important keys for me. Mentorship, accountability, and coaching. When I went into that homeless shelter, God sent a man named Dwayne into my life. Two days, two days after I went into this homeless shelter on May 7th, 2002. He sent Dwayne and his family on May 9th, 2002. Dwayne is a little bit older than me. He's an African-American man. He, he, you know, he had gotten off on the wrong track and, and, you know, started messing with drugs and him and his family were homeless. They came into the homeless shelter. Dwayne, who was a 40, he was probably 40 years old at that time, took me under his wing as a 19 year old and he began to mentor me. And he began to disciple me and teach me how to, you know, be a man, how to be a man of faith, how to change my life. See, mentorship is a relationship between two people where the individual with more experience, knowledge, and connections is able to pass along what they have learned to a more junior junior individual within a certain field of life. The more senior individual is the mentor and the more junior individual is the mentee, a wise and trusted counselor, teacher, or coach. When I came out of the homeless shelter, God began to put specific people in my life to help me develop into the person that I needed to be. Because all those other four keys are great, and we have to unlock those things. But we're not called to do it alone. We're not called to do it alone. You are not called to figure this out alone. I've had some amazing, amazing mentors and coaches in my life. And if it wasn't for, for those people, if it wasn't for those people... I wouldn't even be who I am today. I wouldn't even be where I am. I wouldn't be on the stage. I wouldn't be, you know, successful if it wasn't for specific mentors and coaches and accountability in my life. I'm going to end with this story. In 2013, when I decided to join Jeff's company, 
we were going through just coming out of hard times. We were really struggling. You know, we were only living off of like two grand a month. I have no idea how a family of six lives off of two grand a month. We were on food stamps. Like it was difficult. And when I joined Jeff's team, little did I know that God was going to use Jeff to be a key in my life. A key that would unlock some things in me. A key that would help me to become successful and teach me things that I needed to learn in order to be successful. And here's the awesome thing. Jeff's younger than me and he's younger than most of you. Your mentor, your coach, doesn't have to be older than you, right? Because it talks about who's more seasoned than you, somebody who is more advanced or experienced than you. And when I joined Jeff's team, he was all of those things to me and still is today. He became a key in my life and helped me to go from eating beans and rice. How many of you guys have eaten beans and rice and not willingly, right? You just had to, okay? And we eat a lot of beans and rice because my wife's Mexican, so I do like beans and rice, okay? <laughs> but, but he helped change my life. And then I went out on my own, and me and Jeff just kept this great relationship, right? We kept this great relationship, started my own company, and... Jeff told me something when I left. He says, Justin, he says, I hate to see you go, man. But I'm like, you know what? I want to go try to build my own brokerage and do this. And he said something to me. And he says, Justin, it's super difficult to succeed and sell homes at a high level and be a broker and run a business. He says, it's really hard to do both. And I said, I'm going to show you. That's what I told him. A couple of years later, I came back. I said, Jeff, you were right. <laughs> and although I didn't join Jeff's team to go work for him again, I went to my first Glover U, because I, I, I was in the room with Jeff when he was talking about this as a vision. This was on his vision board. This. And, and I walked into, you know, the, the, the retreat, or actually it was the summit, and it was in Michigan. This is why we don't do it in Michigan anymore, because it was like below freezing. Cars were spinning out in the ditch. It was cold. It was in January of 2019. At the end of 2018, I decided that, you know what, I went to this conference and I realized that for four years being gone, what I was missing was mentorship. I was missing accountability. I was missing coaching. I went from selling 100 homes a year down to 40 or 50. And guess what? 40 and 50 is great. But if you start at 100 and you go backwards, that's not good. Okay? At the end of that three-day conference, at the end of that three-day conference, I knew exactly what I needed to do. I was lacking accountability in my life. And I literally walked up to Kate Simon into the back of the room, and I said, Kate, here's my credit card. Sign me up. I need accountability. I need accountability. And I didn't tell my wife. <laughs> I told her when I got home, and she's glad I did it now, but I didn't tell my wife. I was so serious because my brokerage kind of like dwindled down, and I was getting back into full-time sales, and I'm like, I need accountability. So I hired Kate. And on my first coaching call, Kate's like, Justin, what is your goal for 2019? I said, I want to sell 10 million. She said, okay, what do you need to do in order to sell 10 million? I said, I need to be on the phones prospecting every day from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Monday through Friday. She said, okay. She says, what's your penalty? What's your penalty if you don't show up and do what you say you're going to do? And I had to think about that for a moment. I said, okay, I'm going to give you my credit card, and I give you permission to charge my card $100 and make a donation to this organization that as a Christian goes against everything that I believe in and I would never support ever. And I said, if, if I don't show up every day at 8 a.m. with my headset on, logged into my dialer, Vulcan 7, making phone calls, I give you permission to make a, a charge to my card and make a donation to that organization. She said, okay. Kate never had to make a donation I didn't do 10 million that year, I did 15 million. Yep. And then the next year I did 125 transactions and 31 million. I went from 5.8 million to 31 million in two years. Myself, not my team. Because of accountability, coaching, and mentorship. Because guys, there's some things in our lives that can't be unlocked without this principle. And I write about it in my book. Without the right people in your life holding you accountable, without the right people in your life coaching you, mentoring you, and helping you become 
who it is that you want, there's a great chance it's not going to happen. Today, I have multiple coaches in every area of my life. Why? Because I understand the power of coaching and mentoring. And so what I want to do is this, and, and, and I haven't told anybody about this, so they might be surprised. I want Jeff and Kate to come up on the stage. And then if there's any Glover U coaches in the room, I want you to come on stage as well. Come on. I want you guys to come up here. I want Jeff, Kate, and all the Glover U coaches to come up here, okay? Okay? Jeff, if you don't mind, I want, and we're about to end, I want you to stand here, okay? I want everybody to stand up here, okay? Jeff and Kate next to each other, all the other coaches, okay? Jeff, I'm so grateful for you. You've been a key in my life, and I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for you. And I mean that you have played such a significant role. And I want to give you this key because I want you to know that you're more than just a business owner. You're more than just the, the leader of this organization. You're a key. And God has called you to unlock people to live their unreal life. And I want to give this to you. So when you look at this, I want you to remember that you're a key. Thank you. Kate. You've been an amazing key in my life. God sent you into my life when I was going through so many difficult times. And God used you in such an amazing way to help me become who I am today. And for that, I'm so grateful. And when you look at this key, I want you to remember the role you played in my life, but that you're a key to every single person and you're called to unlock people to live their own real life. Taylor, you're a key. You really are. And I'm so grateful for you. Gino, you're a key. When you guys see these keys, I want you to know that it's more than just coaching. I've been talking to people this entire conference and the lives that have been changed because of what we have here. We've unlocked things. Matt, you're a key. Sarita, you're a key. All the other coaches that aren't in here, they're keys. And there are some things, guys, that we cannot experience in life unless other people come into our lives and unlock it. I didn't know that he was going to be a key in my life. I didn't know that Kate was going to be a key in my life. And our relationship developed way beyond just real estate. And she helped me with things outside of real estate that developed me into who I am today. And so I want to encourage you guys that this organization is more than just a coaching company. This organization is a key to unlock things. If it wasn't for this organization, I would not be on this stage right now. And so I want to encourage you today that it's not how you start. What matters is how you finish. And I want to end with this. And I want you to close your eyes. And I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I feel led to do this. And I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but I want, to I want you to close your eyes and I want to pray for you. God, I just thank you so much for this organization. I thank you for Jeff and Kate and Taylor and all the coaches. I thank you that every single person here has been created for a purpose, that every single person's life in this room, Lord, matters. And you want to do great things. You desire for us to live our unreal life. And I just pray that from today forward, that each one of us make the decision to do whatever it takes to live the life that you've designed us to live. Live In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, you. I love you too. I'm going to turn it over to Jeff, but here's what I want to say. I'm going to be back at the coach's booth. And I'd love for you to come 
chat with me and talk to me and figure out, and I know Jeff's going to talk about it, but if, if there's one of these keys that you need to unlock something in your life, right? I lead the prospecting boot camp. I've had many of you come up to me and tell me what it's done for your life. Andrew Pepper, many other people. Keys, Brent, keys. These are keys. And I want to talk with you guys about that, right? And, and I'd love for you to grab a copy of my book. It's in the, it's in the swag <laughs> shop. I'm going to leave you with these two things, and I'm giving it back to Jeff. And I want you to write this down. And I want you to remember this. It's not how you start. What matters is how you finish. And with God, all things are possible. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Let's hear it for Justin one more time. Thank you for taking time to join Jeff and Justin today on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.